I will use that shock value as communicating nothing. nothing. I, don't, I don't have anything anything I say about this. Except for Good day, good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woke and Bake slash streaming service and chill. And today I am joined by frequent comrade, collaborator, friend, partner, buddy, old pal, good friend Scotty from Enter the Scottyverse. And we are talking about a very easily forgotten gem in the Lost Boys series. Many of you had no idea there was a Lost Boys series, and many of our younger listeners have no idea what the hell a Lost Boys is. That being said, we go into a full-on breakdown of part two of the Lost Boys series because the Orca Theater on Lovely K-Beach will be playing Lost Boys later on this month. And I figured I was gonna do my part to familiarize myself with the series. I love that beat, by the way. That beat is available on his beat tape, Skatey Perry, which you can find on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Ooh. I love the drums. Alright, so, quick breakdown of the film. This is a, a film that stars Corey Feldman. Returning as Edgar Frog, he is the only returning cast member in the crew. There is, however, Angus Sutherland, and we will get into who he is a little bit later on in the show. But I'll be honest with you, man, the film was much, 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 much better than I expected. It was a really good time. It was everything you would, that could possibly qualify as a B-movie. It, it owns it, it embraces it, and it's a hell of a lot of fun. I have no idea about the third one, but I've got to watch the third one now. This one left me wanting more. It was a good movie. Watch it with a friend, watch it with a loved one, and I think that's the point of that. But my friend and I watched the movie, and we had a good time, and this is our discussion on it. If you have seen the movie, or you would like to see the movie, or you are influenced to see the movie by this podcast, I want to hear from you. Check out the website, streamingserviceandchill.com. Be sure to check out the Facebook page and the Instagram page. And just just check it out. Just have some fun. All right. By the way, on the other end of this, when you hear this music again, it will be time to talk about some of our wonderful supporters. But until then, just know that this... Show is brought to you without any kind of supporters up front by Iron Asylum and Red Run. So more on those fine folks a little bit later. Until then, thank you, Skatey P, for this lovely, 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 lovely instrumental. And thank you, my good friend Scotty, commander of the Scottyverse, for, for watching this movie with me and having a damn good time. All right, if you want to join us at the Orca Theater when the Lost Boys comes to town, let us know. We'd love to have you. We'd love to watch it with you. I'm just going to ride it out. A sequel to the 1987 film The Lost Boys. It is a comedy horror film directed by PJ PSS. I don't know how to say his name. It serves as a standalone sequel to uh, the original Lost Boys, and it stars... Tad Hilgenbrink, Angus Sutherland, Autumn Reeser, and Corey Feldman. Now, Angus Sutherland is the younger brother of Kiefer, which means that even in all of his old age, Donald Sutherland was getting it in. It also means that like, when this film came out, uh, this kid was five years old and his big brother was a vampire. I mean, that makes sense. It really pans out if you think about it. Well, I can't think of a better person to hire than, you know, like the same, than a person that comes from like part of your same genetic remix, you know? So that's got a, that's a cool thing to work out. And I mean, vampire genetic remixes is all a whole bunch of weird shit because vampires are apparently very weird human beings. Yeah. Well, they're, you know, like they're drinking each other's blood and, You know, that's what's really important. The film makes me wish that I knew more about vampire lore because, spoiler alert, ladies, gents, and others, 
Um, I didn't. You can become a vampire simply by drinking uh, the head of the crew's blood. Yeah, which is just—I'd never heard that one before. That was new to me. Um, yeah, like I always thought you had to be bit by a vampire and then drink a vampire's blood after being bit. Cause, like they infect you, and then you drink their blood, and that does something to your DNA that makes you into the vampire. I don't so I thought that it was a matter of like you get um you get bit and then you have to bite a person and then you become like you become a vampire vampire like you're you're in the crew no 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 you have to get bit by a vampire and then drink the vampire's blood have you not seen the only vampire movie that really matters at the end of the day interview with a vampire a very long time ago but i feel like it's one of those things that it's it's time to to re-watch because the last time i watched it was when it came out I'm trying to think who's that young at the young female actress that's in it. She Kristen Dunst. Yeah, Kristen Dunst is a child vampire. Sign me up. We'll get to children vampires in a few. I know. I know. I see the eyebrows. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to them. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of you, you can't talk about <laughs> vampires without talking about the dark arts, without talking about Satan worship, without talking about adrenochrome, uh, talking about um, the 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 maybe less you know, worshiping Satan, but more, more along the lines of living forever. Um, and, and, uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on with vampires without having to touch on, well, what we're going to touch on a little bit later. Um, but it did confirm starting off with, with the very, the very introduction to this film, because I think that, the only way to really talk about this movie is to talk about the the movies that kind of came before it in the in the zombie genre. Um, and this, I mean, one of the movies that came before it is um, well, the original Lost Boys, and it had a couple of references to it: the sexy saxophone player. Um, uh, you you had um, the very opening of the movie was "Hey, Little Sister." which is the song that everyone remembers from the Lost Boys. Um, You know, like that's the opening of the movie. The movie pays tribute to itself, but it also pays a lot of tribute um, to um, From Dusk Till Dawn. See, I didn't see that, but I've never been a huge Dusk Till Dawn fan, so I'm trying to catch up with you right now, and that's why I'm looking to the side and trying to figure out all that. So there are a couple of different references. One was the... Uh, the woman who is dancing in kind of the same outfit. Uh, the honeypot. The, um, is, is Salma Hayek in From Dust yeah. Till Dawn, right? Okay. Um, in the very <laughs> beginning of the film, um, there was the dude that had, like, the crotch pistol uh, yep. from Dust Till Dawn. You know, um, there were just a couple of things here and there that were like, okay, you know, like, this film, this film pays tribute to... Um, to the films that came before it, which means one of two things. And one of those things is my favorite thing and that, that these two films exist in the same universe. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to make that connection right now. Those are kind of the, uh, those are kind of the same <laughs> vampires uh, in From Dust Till Dawn, another series that had, uh, that was a trilogy. There was two, there was part two and part three of um, From Dust Till Dawn. See, I've never seen those, and I barely remember watching From Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn is one of my favorite uh, vampire movies. Uh, in fact, you know, if... Um, oh, it's a Tarantino film, isn't it? Kind of. It was Robert Rodriguez. Tarantino is in it. Okay. Uh, he is in it. George Clooney is in it. And and this is like young George Clooney. Um, yeah, he was still salt and pepper then, but like this is young George Clooney. This is... Um, Harvey Keitel, Juliette Lewis, Salma Hayek, Cheech Marin, um, early Danny Trejo. Yeah. I don't remember which came first from Dust Till Dawn or um, um, not El Mariachi, a sequel to El Mariachi with Antonio Banderas. Um, The Mexican? The Mexican, not the Mexican. Not the Mexican. Um, that's the one with James Gandolfini. Um, yeah, um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so we'll, I'm sure it'll come to us later, but Once okay. Upon a Time in Mexico was a sequel to that. Yes. Um, but, yeah, it was just it was just a cool movie that exists in this, in this universe. And um, 
It was honestly, it was a lot better than I expected. The um, second one, the tri- we're talking about the tribe, right? Yes. Okay. It was the tribe. Um, the tribe was a lot better than I expected. For me, it was. I was expecting it to really suck, and in fact, it was. It seemed like um, the people that were involved in it. And when I say the people, I mean um, maybe the director, not not the two stars, the female lead, uh, the the brother sister duo. We'll get to yeah. them later. Um. Um. But it seemed like the people that were involved in this film were trying to have a good time and make it look good while they were doing it. One of the films we reviewed a couple of weeks ago was Primal. And Primal was terrible because there was so much that they did in the light when they could have taken advantage of the darkness. Um, and this film does a really good job of taking advantage of the darkness. There's a lot of things that you can't see. Um, there's a lot of things you can't see very well. Um, and, and I think they do a pretty good job of putting you in the world of the vampire. That being said, vampires live in a very strange world, um, and apparently, apparently they don't do or have like normal people jobs, right? Uh, no one was wearing. When you looked at the little skateboard ramp, I didn't see anyone wearing any headgear, right? So if the the chances of you like breaking your neck and just being rehealed. Um, what's the point of doing extreme sports? You're not going to die. Guy dive all you want. Like all that's going to happen is you're just going to, you know, like become a bat at the last second because you don't want to get hit. Um, But like. Maybe it's because they still had that. They had that alpha male bravado about them. Like, cool. You know, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to die, but you're the alpha male. You're going to go out there and showboat and you're still going to put on a show for a chance of getting yourself a female honey to come on over later. They're just alpha males. That's all it was. Well, okay. But if that's the case, then why don't they have, then, then why don't we, and maybe we do, maybe there's a secret world, but like, why don't we have like vampire? Like, why are they never soldiers? Like in in the, uh, in the old guard, they were kind of like immortals, but they weren't vampires. Why don't we have like, why don't they have like seal team 62 is all vampires. Because Uh, a vampire is technically a demon and they're not looking out. They're not trying to benefit the world or they're not living for a larger cause in that aspect. They're living for their small, their small community. And if their small community is full of people that want to kill shit and fuck shit up, if they're st- if they're gutting each other in front of their date on a Saturday <laughs> night, then they then you might give them every cool weapon that they want and and let them raid Bin Laden's house. I bet you it's going to get sexy. And look, well, let's look at something else. So these are like surfer guy teenagers. We don't know how long they've actually been vampires. They never clarify that. So you take a bunch of surfer dudes. When was the last time you saw a surfer dude be like, yeah, bro, I want to be SEAL Team 6. Okay. Okay. Well, hold, hold, hold on a second. Let's go back to that. Uh, and, and we can talk about uh, the world of cinema uh, and, and the military. Now, um, have you seen uh, 12 Hours? Probably. Okay. There's a surfer guy in there. You know, you know what? Charlie don't surf. Oh, okay. You're right. Charlie doesn't surf. So still one of my favorite quotes. So, like, there's there's a long history of surfer dudes in movies, like, of, of um, dudes that were into this, but were also into that. Um, yeah, so Charlie Don't Surf, that was Vietnam, where the surfer guy was fucking drafted. He didn't I, have a choice. Okay. Um, but, but how many skateboarders do you, have you known in your military career? Three. So they, they're out there. They're there. Yeah, they're there. Okay. okay but cool. the point is, is that's... You're not going to have every single vampire that is for God and country and wants to go kill terrorists. So no, who said they? Who said they were doing it for God and country? Why aren't they mercenaries? I'm, I'm just saying that they could really enjoy killing, and we take care of them better. Well, maybe they would get there. Maybe they would get bored because, like I said, we don't know how long they've been vampires. But obviously, they were in the circuit with what's his name, Chris Emerson. Yeah, sure. Um, so they can't be that old. All right. Yeah. When was the last time you saw a surfing competition on ESPN at night? I've never watched ESPN, so I don't know. Okay, so <laughs> surfing on TV never happens at night. All right. So, so it wasn't. Maybe it should. It, it couldn't happen. It, maybe, maybe you'd have more of the surf vampires fucking it up, like for a hundred years. Why? Why is this guy unbeatable? Killing swells on the North Shore, brah. Ah! 
I mean, you give Tony Hawk that shit, and like we're stuck with like, oh, he he did the he did the seven twenty, he did the ten eighty. What's he gonna do now? The fifteen thousand Tony Hawk vampire. Oh, now he can fly too. Fuck that guy. Uh, I don't want old man Tony Hawk vampire. All right. Yeah, who, me, we don't need that. Give me Ryan Dunn vampire. That's what I want. Oh, rest in power. Yeah, rip, brother, rip. Um, that's what we call a GG. Oh man. So, um, <laughs> so back to the movie, man. Like, what? Um, I thought that like the movie now. Now that like I know that there are three of them, right? And it's a trilogy. It kind of reaches this realm um, that includes. Um, but not really necessarily limited to like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, because there was an original trilogy, um, it, The Godfather. Like, this is made like in the first film, like, I thought that uh, Marlon Brando was probably going to be the hero, the lead of The Godfather. And then in, in Godfather 2, I know it, now it's all about Michael. Yeah. And in this film, Corey Feldman, I know, is in the first one. I know he's in the second one. I also know that he is in the third one. I haven't seen the third one yet. But we call him Michael Corey Leone. Yeah. Um, He's the godfather of vampire killing? Is that what you're telling me? He's the Rambo of that shit, too, apparently. Yeah, but, I mean, he's like Rambo if Rambo was a bumbling mess. I don't think... I mean, he, he got his knowledge from comic books. He gets some good kills, but he also is pretty sloppy at times. Like, this guy's, this guy's running on a lot of luck hunting vampires. Yeah, if yeah, if he'd been there for, like, 40 years hunting vampires, like, he'd just know when they were there. Like, they wouldn't have a chance against him. But but the, the other thing is, is they're in fucking, like, a, a competing similar industry. He's a surfboard shaper, and they're a surfer. If you're, dude, if you're a, a surfboard shaper slash vampire killer slash fucking capitalist, all right, maybe you don't hunt vampires for, like, 30 years. Maybe that's, that was the case. Maybe these guys were, like, maybe these guys broke a lot of surfboards, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to fatten them up and fatten myself up shape some surfboards and then just fuck them up. But he was a surfboard shaper and, um, you know, he never went off and maybe, maybe there's more to this story. Like this is the cool thing about having these spaced out sequels. It allows you to the comic book store. Why is he not working there anymore? Um, because at the beginning, like at the beginning of the first one, he says that he works at his parents' comic book store. Why didn't he inherit that? If he's getting all of his knowledge from comic books, I would have tried to keep the comic book store to have myself in that network of people. Okay, so if you're in the murder capital of the world, okay, how often do you run out of, like, customers? Well, apparently not that often because people are just – they're still moving in. That's true, but, like, even the surfboard uh, shaper in the surfing town had to live in a trailer down by the river. Um rip Chris Farley. <laughs> um, well, I was... No, I get, I get you. Yeah, yeah. reminds so, me a lot of you, actually, living in a trailer. Down by the river? Down by the river. The yeah, river's I, only about 100 yards. The river's like 100 yards that way. Sketchy part of town, my friend. Just oh, shit. Dude, it's dude it's living to wake up. <laughs> That's my afternoon nap alarm in case I fall asleep randomly. Good for you. I'm glad you have one of those. God bless COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Anyways, yeah, so I get you. Yeah, he's in he's in Santa Carla. There's world class surfers there, and he is living. Yeah, he's so maybe he's a really bad surfboard carver. Maybe he's like the guys from Surf or was it Surf Ninjas? Remember that crappy movie? Yeah. Well, maybe he's not good at his job. Maybe he just takes like a two by four and he's like, "Here's your surfboard." They never show his boards. He doesn't have like a brand name that they ever talk about. He's just some dude that makes surfboards. There was a lot that was kind of left open, man. This, this film, this film had me fucked up in a lot of. I different was fucked ways. up when I watched it. As was I. Yeah. Um, but it, it it's one of those films that like it it demands a third one. Like the fact that this exists demands a third one. I'm glad there is a third one. Um, the third one I know kind of fucks me up because I 
twists and turns. Again, spoiler alert, there's the Corey Haim cameo at the very end. Yeah. Corey Haim. You haven't, you haven't seen the third one yet, right? I have not. Okay. I have I'm, not. We're doing this, and then we're watching this. and then, I've already seen the third one. I know. And you've okay. seen the first one. I'm going to see the first one on, uh, on Friday at the Orca Theater because it is playing here. So I'm going to go myself, and then we're going to talk <laughs> about this. Um, as, a, as opposed to going as somebody else. <laughs> um. Well, I, I, you know, you're you're watching it. You watched it at home. You watched it for us, and then we're going to come back on Friday night or Saturday morning, and we're going to we're going to drink some coffee, and we're going to talk about or something. You can drink. I got coffee. a bottle of bourbon. I'm going to break open. You're a grown up. You figure it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna discuss the trilogy, the power trilogy that is the Lost Boys two and three. Um, I mean, there are just this film left me with a lot of different thoughts. Um, well, as as well it should. I mean, this one. So I watched all three movies back to back to back. I sat down in my lawn chair in my camper with a case of Coors Light, and I just hit play. Um, I watched the Lost Boys. I I committed to it for the first time in my life. I've seen bits and pieces, but I watched Lost Boys. I was like, this is good. I watched The Tribe, and I agree, it was good, but it was getting pretty heavy. Like, I don't know if Corey Hellman, is that his name? Feldman. Feldman. Corey Feldman, is he... I don't know much about the guy. Is he a bad actor? Because he was kind of relying heavily on cheesy one-liners, in my opinion. It was like... Yeah. So you know what I mean? Yeah, he was a very he's a he's a guy with a long rabbit hole. He's been in a lot of uh, a lot of like teen movies from the eighties, um, yeah. but he was um, he's an interesting dude. He's he's been around the block a couple of times. He's he's done some things. He's seen some things. He's been on uh, on Howard Stern a few times, um, but he's got he's a guy that's had a very long career. But because he was a child in the first one. For him yeah. to come around and now say fucked up shit as a grown up with like who's been killing vampires for thirty years. Plus, we don't know the story with his brother. Well, I do. You do. I don't. I'm left yearning for more. I need to know what's up with Edgar's brother, the other frog brother. Because okay. I can see that, yeah. Yeah. Um, especially when he talks about losing a brother. But then we see at the fucking end of the movie, Corey Feldman turned, or Corey Haim turned, okay? Not not Edgar's brother. Yeah. So like for me, this is, this is really trippy because it, A, it's happening in the same universe as Dust Till Dawn, which was another really good trilogy. And, and because it is the month of, of October, and this is, uh, we got the zombie powerful, uh, power series coming up, we might do another vampire power series. Um, so, but nonetheless, no, this I, has a lot of tie-ins from Dust Till Dawn in that universe. And so for me, I'm excited to see where this goes because I thought that part two of Dust Till Dawn was good and part three was a completely different world. And he used a sword in part two also, didn't he? He had a sword on his back, didn't he, at some point? In Dust Till Dawn? No, 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 in the tribe. Uh, he he might have. I'm pretty sure he did. So I think the tribe, they're taking uh, Corey Feldman's character and kind of making him a mashup of like monster hunters across the spectrum, if you will. You know, the, the penis belt thing, the, the swords, so that's blade. I think when they made this movie, they're like, well, let's take this guy who's influenced by comic books as a child. So maybe it's not just just the Just Tell Dawn universe. Maybe it's like all vampire universe, Blade Trinity's in here somewhere. You know what I mean? So he's paying attention to the world around him and he's taking all these things that he's seeing all these badasses do and he's like I want to do it too I don't think he's this actual amazing badass vampire hunter I think he's still a comic book kid from Santa Carla California probably votes for Biden and he's going out to kill vampires and it's like it's like what is it the boondock saints when they're calling through and he has the rope because he's like oh I saw it in a movie so I think he's just picking shit up he sees, and he's using that along the way. Hear me out. I will hear you out. 
What if he's a schizophrenic and this is what's going on in his mind? The vampire hunting or the other worlds? The whole fucking thing. What if we are seeing... American Psycho? What if we are seeing this through his world, through his eyes, and and he's a psych... And, and he's... Uh, he's actually in an insane asylum just waiting to get lobotomized. This is what he's seeing in his lobotomy. Well, then how do we explain the 17-year-old sister aspect? Because you said they were pedophiles, sir. Uh, that is true. And, and the age of consent in California is 18. I researched that when... Uh, I'm glad you looked that up. Yeah, you know, you had to, because we because he yeah. does say... the. First off, let me say the brother-sister duo are terrible actors, but they are good-looking people. Yes. Okay. I will give you that. I, um, she was very attractive. But they were fucking terrible actors, well, and they yes. could never be in anything ever again. I don't um, know if they were. They, I'm just going to assume that they, you know, like they took their cues and have moved on to become accountants. Um, you know, but no, it's a, it's a, as far as like what the story could have been versus what the story was, I thought it was, it was a fine film. Um, but these actors were pretty, pretty fucking terrible. Um, but you know, I think that given like Corey Feldman is one of those guys that given the opportunity, like, um, uh, maybe maybe not on the level of someone like uh, Nicolas Cage, but if you if they have a good director, they can be in a fun fucking movie. Um, and I think that this was the right sequel for this movie. Um, what I'm more curious about than anything is what has this director gone on to do? Because that's that's where I what I what I want to know is. Um, because I enjoyed this movie so much and I enjoyed what it pulled from, has this director gone on to do the things that, that I would like to see? Because we are going back and talking about um, uh, zombie movies to watch this month. And 28 days later, generally speaking, uh, one of the, the, the big ones, but the other big one that is inside their um, their list, and in my list specifically, was the 2004-2005 Dust Till Dawn. You look like you've seen a ghost. What's going on? I don't know. Technology. I'm going to smash my computer and cover it in holy water because obviously we should not be talking about the paranormal with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess. Um, I yeah, hey, whole- I kind of forgot where we were. We were talking about the director. Where did he go? Fun actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I thought. I thought you were looking up. Um, oh, no. Yeah. So the film was directed by this guy, PJ Piesi, right? Yeah. Um, now, as far as movies, he hasn't uh, he hasn't done a whole lot, but um, he did do the next Lost Boys movie, which is um, oh, he also did the sequel to uh, Smoke and Aces. So like. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what's up, man. Because I, I did like this movie, and it's like you, you listen to an album from a good band, you know, like a good, a, a good, uh, you know, a good duo. You had Eddie Van Halen and David Lee Roth, rest in peace. Um, but you had those those two as a duo, and they worked for a couple of albums. But it looks like. Um, the writer for this film, uh, he also worked with on the next film, uh, which is um, whatever it is, The Lost Boys, whatever. Um, and so we'll, we'll get to that. We'll talk about that. And I'm pretty excited to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to go too much into the third movie, but the second one, I don't know. It's It felt like they were trying to capture some of the original, trying to go their own way. I felt like they were kind of, especially Corey Feldman, he was getting into just the one-liners heavy, and they weren't developing his character. He was there, but they didn't want to, they didn't want to build his character. They wanted to build everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got the backstory of the surfer kid who busted his knee, his parents died, he attacked other people, whatever. I don't care. Um, I don't know. The second one was okay. I, I would watch it again with some buddies for a laugh. Okay. Now, I've already committed to the third one. Okay. Yeah, you have to at this point. Is it better or third, or is it better than the third? I'm not going to say anything about that yet. Okay, because I I really do believe that um, the film series now is about Edgar Frog. 
I would I would agree with you. So I mean, he's the only person from the original movie that came back. He's like Bert from Tremors. He's the one who's there. All right. So we'll we'll talk about this tomorrow, my friend. Um, tomorrow. Do yourself a favor. That was my dog's barking. Um, uh, do yourself a favor. If you're at home with uh, by yourself, do yourself a favor. Check out that new South Park. Check out. I'm the- go- that's on my list of things to do is watch the new the movie or TV show. TV show, sir. It's back. It's back. It's back, and they have a pandemic special. And oh it's- gosh, yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. Have to, I'm um, find that and watch that in a minute. All right. Uh, have a good day, my friend. Wait, wait. Are we not going to – did we discuss in depth the fact that the 17-year-old girl was hanging out with oh, somebody no. – Oh, no. No, let's talk about that. Let's let's yeah. talk about that because we, we mentioned adrenochrome earlier, which is taking the blood of the young and, yeah. and drinking it. Um, no, we really do need to address this because um, that sort of shit is regular in fucking vampire movies. Um, Kristen Dunn's character in yeah. um, an interview with a vampire in, yep. in this film. Um, and they like, identify that she is underage. All right. Very clearly. They don't just they don't just say it. They make it very clear. Yeah. So so check it out. Um this film uh stars a guy who is eternal, right? This guy could be three hundred years old, right? And she's she is she's way out of her league with life experience, right? Um but that but she's she's treated in the film um, you know, like she is, uh, like she's, got, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a grown up. Well, yeah, no. you are. Yeah, yeah, you are. You're right. Um, well, <laughs> she's almost eighteen. Um, yeah. When 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 a concerned adult. Yeah, and they this, said, yeah. You, and you give me shit about being a fucking dad. That was a concerned adult who was looking after these two kids who ended up getting themselves fucked up. Those two got themselves fucked up. If they had just stayed at home and watched the Goonies with the fucking maternal figure. <laughs> Another thing is, this dude had a fucking... Can we talk about his car? He had like a fucking stupid old school Mustang and you're living in a 650 month shit apartment with your little sister. Well, it wasn't a Mustang. First of all, it was a Mustang. Red car, the red car. That was red car was a Mustang. Let me, let me continue my rant, sir. Okay. Go ahead. A, that was a Mustang, right? Easily worth, even in Southern California, I don't know, at least $30,000. You could sell that. Okay, and and provide a better space for you and for your little sister to live. All right, you want to provide as best for your little sister? No, you're out fucking hanging out with vampires. She's getting super vampire dick. All right, it was a night. It was a 1967 Ford Fairlane 500 XL. My B, you are right. It is still a Ford. <laughs> um. Anyways, no, and I'm with you. Yeah, so. They're living in their aunt's like extra room to rent. Blue book. Look up the Kelly Blue Book. Do me that solid while you're there, because whatever that—that's even more rare than that Mustang. You could have sold that to fuck. You were, dude. You were a pro surfer. You could have fucking flipped that to some fucking soccer mom who's always wanted one for. She wants to get one for her husband. Ah, but yeah. All right, so shitty provider. Here you go. The three medians. You got the bottom end. No motor. Nineteen sixty-seven Ford Fairlane. Seventy-five hundred dollars. Okay, that shit clearly ran. A, a basic, not completely restored, not super mint Ford Fairlane. Twenty to twenty-five thousand, and a pristine nineteen sixty-seven Ford Fairlane. You're looking at fifty-five to sixty-five thousand dollars. So let's say on the low end, fifty-five thousand dollars, right? No, no, that thing had some issues. I would say that car was around twenty grand. Okay, maybe thirty because of where they're at. Okay, true. But he could probably have sold it for more on the air. Who knows? Let's say thirty thousand dollars, right? Maybe that car means a lot to him. Like you can see, it has Bondo work done to it. That whole the rear fucking passenger fender. 
That thing is bondoed up, my man. I got a picture right here. Okay. Hey. So it's been in a crash. Okay. All right. So it's restored. Get the Carfax, my man. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. I trust you. I trust you on this, my man. Anyways. So, so anyways. lots of issues. $30,000. He could have sold that, um, you know, and, and, and done something with that. Instead, he's working, like, he's trying to get a job shaping surfboards for Edgar Frog. Yeah. Well, he doesn't know who Edward Frog is. He just knows this guy who makes surfboards. Yeah, that's all he and knows. he's a young kid. He's still, maybe the car is sentimental. Maybe his dad gave it to him or something. You don't know. There's plenty of reasons he didn't sell the car. The point of the matter is, his 17-year-old sister. He does, he's a terrible fucking protector. Yes. This, this vampire, at this point you know he's a vampire, is taking your 17-year-old sister back to his place for some alone time. Bro. That, that's only one thing when you go home for a long time. I mean, he's I'm just a, saying. He's a vampire. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Well, well, so, I guess what if I, I become a If I become a vampire, pedophilia laws don't exist. I can just oh, do no, it. No, no, hey. Hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Listen, man. I mean, she was almost 18, so. Oh, she's almost, uh, she's almost 18. <laughs> uh, boo, boo, boo. Um, but. They do, they do, because you had the little kid in the first one, and that makes me wonder how old was Star? They never told you how old she was in the first one. So, so check it out. So I worry about all these vampires and their their belief systems. And then Tom Cruise was a vampire, and I've seen Eyes Wide Shut. That dude's fucking weird. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't trust anything that has to do with vampires. Okay, again, Kristen Dunst in Interview uh, oh, that's stupid. The Twilight movies. She was in high school still, so I doubt she was 18. And that bejangled looking asshole was a thousand years old or something trying to get his little whittle wet. Werewolves, too. How old was the werewolf? I, I don't fucking know, but he was not. I don't know. Maybe the werewolf was. Dogs age different. Yeah, they do. So. Yeah, so every like three years, or one year for him was like four years for us. So that dude was like in his seventies in high school, <laughs> trying to smash out chicks. Bro, it doesn't get any better or any worse. Whatever. Point is, supernatural creatures. Not to be- Casper, Christina Ricci, and the ghost. Casper the ghost was a child, and he was after Christina Ricci, who was still a child. Oh my gosh. Wait, how long? How long had Casper been dead? Uh, long enough to make him old enough to know better. That kid was smart for how old he was. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, how does it work? Why do supernatural creatures go after underage women? And why is it acceptable? Oh my gosh, we need to write Hollywood a letter. I don't, dear Hollywood, is that it? We, well, okay. Um, her, here's here's where it gets weird though, because if we go back to it, like the Guardian, yeah. he was he was very concerned at first. Yeah. You know, but but the second by the time he like when he started off, he was he was very clear. Stay away from my little sister, sir. She is a child. Yeah, he punched the dude in the mouth at a party. Like he was ready to throw hands. He did throw hands. Yeah, he at first he defended his yeah. little sister's honor. So we've got to we have to give him that. Okay, but then he was just like, "All right, see you later." Basically. Well, I tried. I got this blonde chick here with me, and she's of age, so bye, sis. Um, yeah, his, yeah, it was, the whole situation is fucked up, man. Um, it really is. And then, so, okay, so we get it. Vampires are pedophiles, hands down. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about the normal Joe, who's there at the beginning of the movie, makes an appearance in the middle of the movie, and he's there at the very end of the movie. You know who I'm talking about? Tell me. The guy who hits on the little sister at the beginning of the movie. And then the vampires want him to be sacrificed. And then at the end, he's laying in the back of Corey Feldman's truck. And he still wants to get with yeah. the vampire chick who was getting smashed by vampires. Yeah, she was getting that vampire super dick. And he was, like, way too ready for it to be sipped. Uh, that boy likes to get cucked. He's, he was simp September. He spent all of September <laughs> simping. Um, that- pop, who does that? You pop up out of the back of a truck. So, uh... I know you just got that good D, but if you're willing to try again, I'm here. What? I mean, that like that 600. Oh, she got the VD. She got VD. Woo! 
she got the old. She got the anti AIDS <laughs> though. Like she got the anti AIDS. Oh, like that, she lives, you know, she gets the dick and lives forever. Um, yeah, she got like six hundred years of like, you know, like of of all that shit, dude. Like we're not sure because. I don't think that guy was 600. I think that guy was still a young vampire. Yeah, he, was like, he, he was like 30s. He would have been in, well, 20, late mid to late 20s into his yeah, 30s. Yeah, but I'm like, but by early, by young vampire, I mean he'd only been a vampire for a year or two. Because he was part of the surfing circuit. He was part of the other, surfing circuit. Yeah. And so, but so was the other, um, so was the other dude who had his knee smashed out. Who, by the way, never. By the brother. The one who we never what? He never walked with a limp. Yeah, because he was a vampire. He got healed. I know. Yeah, so you get a vampire. Well, why did he have a grudge? By the way, they should have addressed that when they faced off, when those two faced each other at the, the party. He should have just told you how to him again. <laughs> I punched your knee once, you son of a bitch. I'll do it again. Um, my fate, well, I will say that, like, what I really enjoyed about this film was that it was incredibly graphic. It was way more graphic. It was a lot more modern age cinematography than the one from 1987 was, clearly. I saw people's intestines. You saw boobies. The chick had antlers coming out of her tits. Yeah, dude. There was a lot. There's a lot going on there. There were two good racks in that one scene. <laughs> but As a man that lives in Alaska, I <laughs> you've seen a lot of racks. Um, but, I don't know. Overall, like I said, it was. I want to put it in the good. I want to put it in the bad category. I would say this is an enjoyable movie, better watched with like friends, where you can just, where you can yell at the TV together. You know what I mean? It's one of those movies where you need boys around you, just to just to be assholes with and to talk to the TV like it's a human being. Um, I I agree. This is definitely if you're looking for a. If it's a Saturday night and you have your friends over for a Zoom party, like this, if you're if you're having a watch party, this is definitely a watch party uh, sort of movie, uh, which you know we'll be moving to a little bit later on with the website uh, streaming service and chill dot com. But the next movie is is the third, and so I'm going to be uh, editing this and uploading this today, and so we'll um, hopefully we'll have some uh, some extra participants tomorrow for. Um, for part three yeah let me know i i had a lot of thoughts on part three and there's there's one part in part three that i really hope you catch because if you catch it you're gonna run with it if you don't catch it i'm gonna be very disheartened but i'll still love you okay and then we'll tell me about it and we'll run with it now did yeah. you have any uh any notes uh any additional notes or questions about the notes i sent you no let me, let me browse through them real quick Somebody play some waiting music. No, um, I think we pretty much hit all the notes. Uh, I like how they acknowledge certain old-timey folklore vampires, and I like how they kind of poke fun at old-timey folklore also in this movie. Yeah. Like the whole, you have to be invited in as a vampire. Um, I think in the first one, they say garlic doesn't work, but then in the second one, he is drinking garlic, holy water, and eggs. Who and the fuck a, wakes Who wakes up, puts an egg in a cup with some holy water and some garlic, stirs it up and shoots it? No, no, man. Vampire I, Rocky? I do a bourbon, some holy water, and garlic. The egg's just a waste. So that dude is, in his head, he is vampire John Rambo. Right, he's he's yeah. Sylvester Stallone. He's drinking the egg, uh, yes. the egg protein drink, but he's drinking it with holy water uh, and garlic because he's gonna go fight the vampires. Okay, uh, so he's got that going for him. All right, on top of that, from well, from there, uh, he's well, uh, he's got the this head scarf thing, yeah, scarf thing. But he had the scarf thing in the first one, if I'm not mistaken. He did. I'll, I'll be back to watch it soon enough. But, well, when did Rambo come out? What year did Rambo? Oh, the the, the seventy seven, I think. Okay, well, so in eighty seven, he'd clearly seen Rambo at that point. Probably, yeah. It was definitely he was definitely influenced by Rambo. <laughs> I wrote Ram Rambop. <laughs> Ram don't don't Google Rambop. It's not a fun thing to see. What I just saw. 
1972 is when the first Blood came out. So yeah, this kid had seen Rambo, and I think he was wearing like a military jacket in that one too, wasn't he? Yeah, his probably. Brother was yeah. So these guys see themselves as mer- mercenaries for hire. Rambo, Rambo esque vampire hunters who get all their information from comic books, which is a dangerous thing to do. I want to talk so they, to the people that were in this movie. I want to talk to Angus Sutherland. Well, his accent. Call? You know, that was oh. another thing that was weird. That kid's from Los Angeles, and his voice was tripping me out. Was it? Oh, I the lead, didn't really pay attention. The lead vampire guy. Watch any five minutes of this movie that he's in and think about his voice. That dude is from Los Angeles. Yeah. And he does the weirdest accent. I want to see him in more stuff. So... Oh, I did have a question. Did you watch the rated or unrated version? I watched unrated. I, I watched rated. So I don't know what I missed or didn't miss. Because unrated, I had to buy HBO, and I'm not buying HBO. So I watched rated. And uh-huh. I wonder what the differences are. Did you see intestines? Yeah, when the Brazilian guy shanked his friend. How many times, how many times did they chop each other up? Okay. There's a lot of boobs in the unrated one. And okay, so there's only boobs, like, I think the very beginning was when the boobs were there. No, there were boobs. There were way more boobs, and I think there, there might have been some, some lady frontal. Oh, yeah, that was definitely not the rated. <laughs> so uh, they just added gratuitous nudity to the unrated. Yeah, so the, so the Salma Hayek uh, version of this, Yeah. she gets naked. So... What I, the only time I saw her boobs was when she was impaled on the, the buck. In that. No, 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 no. There's there's more than that in the unrated. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So then, then in my opinion, for some gratuitous nudity, it's not worth it to get the unrated. I would rather have the rated. I think I I personally liked her keeping the, like you see her take it off, but you don't see anything, and I like that because it's not, it's not taking away from the movie. It's cool boobs, whatever. Everybody likes to see him. Everybody likes to play with him. I, I'm a big fan of driving a motorboat. <laughs> but I think I would stick with the rated version then. If it's not adding, like, dialogue or some type of cool action sequence, I would stick with rated. Yeah, it, I, I don't know that it really matters. Like, if there's yeah. – um, in, in the world of, like, free porn, like, it, that doesn't yeah. matter. Like it's 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 extra it's extra space. Like I, it's not what I'm there for. Like I I do uh, I do care about the movie. I do care about the art. I do care about that. Like th- there's a reason I'm watching this. I care about the universe that it puts me in. Like the boobs aren't necessarily important to me, yeah. but but knowing that it exists and and is paying tribute to these other cool. It's saying that yeah, it's it's a tribute to the Lost Boys, but it's also a tribute of movies like From Dust Till Dawn, um, and it makes me excited to see this third one uh, to see if if it's it's anything like From Dust Till Dawn three, which by the way, very very cool movies, very cool um, uh, series of movies. If you have not seen them, check them out. I'm gonna have to watch those then. All right, I will um, add that to my list. So Scotty, we talked about this. Um, We've talked about this very recently, not you and I, but myself, and uh, you can check out the whole uh, the whole um, conversation on the YouTube channel. It was Siri, Siri's brother, and uh, Jake, and we were discussing zombies. What about zombies? Well, I know you love zombies. I, well, I don't love them. I may have a healthy fear of zombies. Um, so. Well, Which, what movie are we talking about? Let's just go from there. Well, we're talking about, and it takes a second to really think about this one, but what is your favorite uh, zombie movie and why? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'd have to sit. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead is slow-moving zombies, which is my preferred method of fighting a zombie. It's got that cheeky British humor. Simon Pegg is phenomenal. Uh, Nick Frost is his name. Those two together is just a great duo, in my opinion. And it's taking an average guy who's seen comic books and doesn't want to acknowledge the fact that these are zombies. And he's he's put into this world where he has to step up, and he does. And he steps up with a cricket mallet. So, basically, it would be me and you if zombies happened and we were close. I would be trying to get us to a pub to get a drink, 
and just making up bullshit along the way, and you would be trying to save a loved ones or something. I'd be trying to save Nutter Butter. I mean, Nutter Butter is at least a meal for one of us. Yo, Nutter Butter, uh... So, yeah, I would go Shaun of the Dead. I think before I met you, when I was in Turkey, we watched that movie every day after work for probably a year straight. That's one of my top three Desert Island movies also. So, yeah, Shaun of the Dead. Best zombie movie ever. Okay. All right. If somebody wants to argue, I'm more than happy to have an argument with them. Ooh. I will say some hurtful things. I may get anti-Semitic, and there's a good chance that the police will break in my door during the podcast, but whatever. My neighbors are listening, and I get really loud sometimes. I got somebody knocked on my door at 2 in the morning yesterday. All right. So so there you have it. If anyone wants to... uh, wants to debate Scotty on zombies, you can do that. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I, won't, I won't get fussy and say, no, you're an idiot, no, you're wrong. We will have an open debate like the presidential debate should have been. We won't just slander each other. We will bring facts, and we'll talk it out. We're not doing the two-minute thing. We'll take as much time as we want. But... Ah, shit. Ow, fuck. Ah, yeah, get him, kitty. Oh, get them claws. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. With that, this is a great conversation, Bill. We should do this again sometime. Hey, she's so cute, though. Like, you can't stay she's mad so at her. <laughs> uh, uh, my, my grandfather killed Nazis. I will never say anything anti-Semitic. Yeah. So. Good. Which is, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. No, no. I, I believe all races are good. I believe all people are equal. If you guys have listened to my podcast, I may talk a lot of trash on this one or on Zoobox when I'm on, but I'm actually, I think every single human being is a human being, should be treated as such. And we're all just so amazing in our own ways. There's, there's no real time or room in my heart for hate against anybody. I love every person I've ever met. Every time I go anywhere and have the chance to tell somebody I love you, I take the chance to say I love you. So there's my disclaimer. I. I might put that at the very beginning of this podcast. <laughs> Don't do that to me. Make it listen to me the whole way to the end. All right. Let uh, me get drunk and start screaming about how the Jews killed Jesus, and then you can play that. I, you know what? I might, I might, uh, I might put that at the as a disclaimer of every podcast that I ever have you on in the future. It's just like this is how it starts, and I just want every one of you to hear. I want everybody to know I'm not really an asshole. I just. I get spun up, and I'm like one of those comedians who goes for shock value. But at the well, end of the day, man, I love everybody. I think the other thing is, is Except like for Barbara Walters, I don't like Barbara Walters. <laughs> you're on a desert island right now, right? Like so. Yes. So all of the things that like you want to say when you're surrounded by your wife and kids, like you can't do it. But like, but now it's you and I, right? Oh yeah. We talk the most shit because it's you and I. And that's true. I mean, there's there's two sides. I mean there's two sides to every human being i do believe that like i have i have my family side i have my controlled i this is the person i want my kids to see me be and i get a little i get weird with them but i don't get inappropriate and the stuff i say on this podcast is it's in the inappropriate realm and i get that but that is it's my outlet i don't say anything truly horrible about human beings i just like to get weird i like to say what i'm thinking I like to use that shock value as comedic relief, nothing more. I don't ever mean anything negative I say about any human being, except for Barbara Walters. Is there an issue with Barbara Walters? No, she was just the first name that came to my mind, so from henceforth, I will always hate Barbara Walters. (laughs) It sucks, too, because, like, here's what's going to happen, and this is the way the universe works, is there's going to be... this this moment in time, Barbara Walters might do something really nice for you, and there's going to be all these times on record where you're saying, fuck Barbara Walters, fuck Barbara Walters. I never said that. I said I don't like her. She's the only human being I don't like. I oh, no, you're going to say that out, though. Dude, you're going to say and it's going to be lovely. It's going to be art. I will not say those two words together just in case she ever does something super nice for me, like make me a sandwich, which is what she should be doing. And she's gonna do something real sweet for your like your kids. My handicapped children. She's gonna- yeah, dude. <laughs> she's gonna do something super dope for you and your wife. I, I, oh man, there. She, 
she's going to be able to do something for you. And then she's going to be like, no, he said he didn't like me once on a podcast that nobody listens to. That nobody, people listen to this, first of all. all right? I know you have a few listeners. It's way funnier if we say no one does. It's way better. I know you have, you have me and you have Siri. That's listeners. And I got Russia, but I think Russia is just the VPN on my phone. I mean, it really could be. They do show up. I mean, I've been getting some weird messages on Instagram for my page. So a lot of sex bots. I really enjoy sex bots. They, every time they send me a request, I, I accept it. And then I just send them memes over and over again until they stop talking to me. Nice. Yeah. My favorite one is sending them a picture of a washing machine, like overflowing. And it says her, did you pull out me? And then it's the picture of the washing machine. I want the Russian sex bots to know what I'm after. It's important. And, and I laundry. Think, I need a woman to do laundry for me. Because you live in it. But, well, okay, so you've been stuck in this in the trailer. What do you, What is your laundry situation? So I hired a woman to come to my camper to pick up my laundry and take it to her house and wash it. I pay her, I pay her $10 a week, and that gets me basically like two loads. Like, You know when we were deployed, the big-ass... Yeah, bags that we, yeah. I, I give her like two of those a week or something like that. Every other week, every two weeks. Every two weeks, she does two loads of laundry for 10 bucks. All right. Yeah. So, because I'm sexist and I'm a man and I'm not going to do that. Well, you also don't, don't believe that you're Shaq. You're not wrong. And I don't, I buy paper plates just so I can throw them away because I'm not going to do dishes. That's not my job. And you live in a trailer. Um, I do live in a trailer. Uh, I have yet to vacuum since I've been here because that's also not my job. Because you live in a trailer. Uh, you have a broom, you're good. Well, so I had to put like carpeting down everywhere because it gets cold and I don't like my feet being cold. So I walk on carpet. I'm fancy. But I can't I can't put like real carpet in here, so it's like a mismatch of you know like, you know the little carpet you put in front of your bathroom sink? Yeah. I have like a mismatch of those just laying everywhere. Just just layers. Yeah. It's- it's functional art. It keeps the heat in. It makes sure that when I get drunk and I pass out, I just piss on the floor. I don't. Have, I don't realize it. So. Um, I don't do that, by the way. I always make it to the toilet, or at you, least out the door. Are you going to watch the vice presidential debates? When is the next one? Tonight. I watched the tonight. Oh my gosh, tonight! You're not going. I'm going to have to find a way to watch it. Yeah, because I don't have cable. Okay. I'm um, sure it's going to be live streamed somewhere. I'm going to watch it. Uh, I've also got to watch um, watch our zombie movie. So we'll discuss it tomorrow. Um, Scotty, thank you so much for your time. Uh, ladies, gents, others, if you want to participate in uh, tomorrow's review of the, of the uh, vice presidential fecal fest, we'll see how it goes. They're going to have like 13 feet behind between them, a giant piece of plexiglass. This is going to be fucking awesome. They're going to be a fishbowl. Yeah, it's going to be because they said they changed the rules, so I need to look at what they changed. Yeah. This is going to be, it's weird. Everybody's so, anyways. Everybody's a policy expert at this point. And maybe one day I'll, dr- I'll drink liquor on the show instead of beer. I like it. All right. What? I said, all right, what are you going to drink? I don't know. So I have bourbon. I can drink bourbon. Okay. Or if the fans have something they want me to drink during an episode, just let me know. I average, I've been slow today because I've been hooked in with these things. I usually average three to four beers an episode. So if you got three or four drinks that you want me to drink in one episode, let us know and I will go out and get the mixings. And then he'll drink the mixings. All right. I'm out of here. Thank you for checking this out. Thank you very much to Iron Asylum, located at 35165 KB Drive, behind Save More. You can find them on Instagram as well as Facebook. The gym is open 24 hours a day for all of your workout enjoyment. If you have any questions, if you want to check out the gym, call 907-953-4720. That number again, 907-953-4720. Right, moving on to Red Run Cannabis Company. They are located on the Kenai Spur Highway, and they are the growers of fine cannabis flower and the brewmeisters of Hashade, Blueberry Hashade, and Strawberry Hashade. By the way, they also make 
They also make panna caps. They make honey sticks and peanut butter, which, by the way, they get directly from the farmer. All right, they carry flour, they carry concentrates, including decarb oil, and then always popular cartridges. And because Red Run has their own manufacturing facility, nobody can beat their prices. All right, they also stock edibles from Lady Grey and Creative Confections. They also stock Alaska-made CBD uh, from Frontier CBD. I know a lady who is a big fan of the bath bombs. I myself went bananas on their wild cherry gummies. I enjoyed their gummies. They were delicious, and they did what CBDs are supposed to do. All right, be sure to check with your bud tender for any of their suggestions, and be sure to check their website, Red Run Cannabis Company. Dot com for more information and weed maps for their current menu. Hash 80 and other Red Run products are available at finer dispensaries in the state of Alaska. Just singing. I'm a terrible singer. I've got a terrible voice. But Skatey P, your music makes me want to sing. I'm going to stop singing right now, though, because I don't want to terrorize these good people who are so nice to listen this long. Alright, now here's the cannabis warning. As per 3AAC 306.360, Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning A. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D. For use by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding.